This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter or at Quincy Wheeler One. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Well, I took kind of a month off unexpectedly, just couldn't manage to find time to get to the podcast, and there wasn't much going on. So I'm starting back up here in February, and if you haven't listened before, the idea is just to give a 15 to 20 minute check-in every day about the Guardians. I talk to Guardians fans. I'd love to talk to you if you'd like to discuss what you love about the team, how you fell in love with baseball, and what you're expecting for the year to come. Just contact me, DM me, or email me, and we can make that happen. Uh, and then we just do some creative stuff as well. I thought today I might talk a little bit about some of the prospect lists that have come out. Today, as I'm recording, ESPN released their top 100 prospects. Kylie McDaniel wrote that article, and we had seven Guardians in the top 100, and then another couple mentioned is kind of just outside of that. Uh, And then, of course, Fangraphs had their list recently, and there's some other lists around. There'll still be the Zips list to come out, and um, we'll, we'll continue to see those unfold and maybe put together a a comprehensive kind of cumulative list once we have all those. So for today, uh, the ESPN's top 100 prospects included Daniel Espino. These are guardians, of course. Daniel Espino at 18th, Gavin Williams at 33rd, Logan Allen at 53, Brian Rocchio at 64, George Valera 86, Bo Naylor at 91, and Tanner Bybee at 93. Outside looking in, Tyler Freeman and Angel Martinez. So just reading through McDaniel's evaluations without giving too much away, because of course uh, there's this is subscription only, so you'll have to pay to kind of get the full evaluations. Again, he notes that Espino has a hugely high ceiling, kind of Cy Young ceiling, and then back into the bullpen floor because of his injury history. He's super athletic, so you feel like he might be able to figure it out and stay away from injuries, but that's the big question. Uh, He compares him to Dylan Cease, of course, who's an excellent pitcher for the White Sox, and says that's kind of what you could see there if things pan out, which is exciting, but again, got to hope he stays healthy. Gavin Williams kind of sounds like he looks like a number two starter if everything turns out well for him. Logan T. Allen, uh, the only Logan Allen with the Guardians right now. It's amazing that uh, McDaniel and Loggenhagen from Fangraphs are super high on Logan Allen. And I'm high on Allen, too. The, the problem is that he's a little on the short side, so you always kind of fear that those guys might end up in relief roles rather than starting roles. He had a couple rough outings at AAA last year, but again, still looks like he's kind of finding his way. You got to give guys enough time at AAA to figure that kind of stuff out. So I'm not too concerned about that. 
Exciting to see McDaniel and Langenhagen both say they see him as a future number three starter. It'd be nice to have a left-hander in the rotation. So I expect we'll probably see Logan Allen at some point in 2023. Brian Rocchio, I especially enjoyed that McDaniel said that he recognizes he might be underestimating Rocchio's upside. So he looks like a solid everyday player who's kind of bat control plate discipline over power uh, because he also is shorter, but he says, Hey, there might be more there. And I think that people who maybe follow the guardians with their development of Lindor and Jose Ramirez know that they can sometimes find a little extra power with these back control guys. And that would be the hope with Rokio. But it seems like he knows that Rokio could be ready mid season. So it's kind of something to keep in mind if he might be the second baseman of the future or the shortstop of the future, depending on where Andre Simonez plays. George Valera showed up at 86. As I mentioned, the issue that McDaniel says with him is his back control. He doesn't have a lot of back control, so there's always going to be a fair amount of swing and miss. But if he can keep that under control, his power and plate discipline should carry him. Bo Naylor, I noticed that McDaniel said, I don't expect him to be a starter right away. It's best for him to work into the role as a backup. So I feel like that makes a lot of sense. And he said Naylor can get some at-bats at DH and probably third base, maybe in the, even in the outfield. And uh, hopefully the Guardians make that happen sooner rather than later. That will help the team, I feel. I mentioned his kind of above-average speed for a catcher, which is definitely a plus for him. Tanner Bybee, the only reason that McDaniel says that Bybee's down 93rd is that people wonder whether his velocity is sustainable. Now, I've heard rumors that his velocity has actually increased over the offseason. So, you know, we'll see if his body can hold up to it and if that velocity maintains he should be rocketing up these lists, and or he may graduate as a prospect in 2023 before they can rock up these lists. Tyler Freeman and Angel Martinez being on the list is good, of course. Both are guys that have good plate discipline, great hitters for their levels. Freeman shouldn't be forgotten about just because he had a shoulder injury that he worked back from. Saw a little video from Cleveland, Guards, Cleveland Guardians' perspective of him working out and getting back into shape after the shoulder injury. Uh, I think we shouldn't forget Freeman also as a guy who may find some extra power in the Guardian system, which would make him somebody that you're saying, hey, maybe that's our second baseman or shortstop of the future. So it's fun to see those kind of things. Good to see uh, the Guardians getting this kind of respect. I think it's also good to know that all these players are pretty much close to the verge of the majors. They'll be ready in 2023 or by the end of 2023 of all as well, and their health maintains. It's exciting to think about and good news for the team for the future. As we think about Bali sports going into bankruptcy, uh, one thing that should help if the Guardians feel like they have to take a little step back payroll-wise, they have all these young players coming up. Now, I don't think that they should or will have to do that. I think that they've probably known this is coming for a while. I think new ownership money will help, and I also don't think that anyone has fears of long-term losses in terms of broadcasting rights because there's always going to be a market for broadcasting rights even if Major League Baseball takes it back and does those rights on their own through their own streaming service they're going to make plenty of money maybe even more money if they do that so I, but anyway if there is some sort of step back in payroll having a lot of this young talent is great I've been working through some comparisons of the Astros and the Guardians which I'll go through with you, but it's available on covering the corner. I still have one more I want to do in the series. 
Uh, and I think the big thing that the Guardians have over the Astros is a lot of major league ready depth. The Astros have a great system, of course, but a lot of their talent isn't quite major league ready, and their roster is a little bit thinner than it has been, so that depth is really what the Guardians have to leverage to go far in the playoffs. All right, let's turn our attention to Fangraph's list. Uh, Fangraph's ranked 50 of the Guardians' prospects, and uh, so we just you know, can compare with some of the guys who are in the list uh, and on the ESPN list. Spino is number one. Naylor is number two. Rocchio is number three. This is in the Guardian system, not Major League Baseball overall. Logan Allen is number four. Tanner Bybee is number five. Gavin Williams is number six. And George Valera is number seven. So those are exactly the same top seven, just in a little bit of a different order. Angel Martinez even makes it as number eight, so that kind of matches. But then Chase DeLauder, uh, Gabriel Arias, Justin Campbell, Juan Brito, of course, acquisition from the Rockies over the summer, over the offseason for the uh, Guardians. Welbin Francisca, who is a 16 year old second baseman, showed up there on the list. Uh, to be honest, that kind of seemed like Long and Hagen maybe flexing his knowledge of international players. I don't know how he can necessarily evaluate a 16-year-old that highly, but of course it's good news if he is that highly ranked. Parker Messick at 14th, 15th. Young Kenzie Noel, kind of a nice little ranking for Young Kenzie Noel here. 16th, Heizen Chorio, or Jason Chorio, I'm not sure how, they, how he says it. Uh, 17th, Angel Yanoa. Uh, 18th, Cody Morris. 19th, Jacob Zybin. 20th, Ethan Hankins. Strange that Hankins showed up here because he's been so hurt. It's hard to know what to think about him. 21st, Davis Sharp, who's a middle relief pitcher uh, out there for the Guardians. Will Brennan at 22nd. 23rd, Xavion Curry. Uh, 24th, Wilfredo Antunez, who again is only 20 years old, a center fielder. Kind of a new name to get used to there. And Joey Cantillo at 25th. I wanted to get down to 25th. And you can look on the list. It's, of course, free to access. Uh, but just want to kind of give you a sense of those. It's interesting to me that Longenhagen tends to think that Bybee and Williams are going to be number three starters rather than like number two starters. Uh, again, there's some lack of confidence about Naylor as a defender, a catcher. Most people think he'll be able to stick there, but won't be a good defender. So that's something to monitor. Rokio struggled a little with defense, which Long and Hagen notes in 20, in 2022. So we'll see how he rebounds from that in 2023. And again, like I said, Long and Hagen and McDaniel both like Logan Allen a lot and see him as a future number three starter. Longenhagen has a lot of concerns with Valera's swing and miss potential. I'll note that he really only struggled with that in AAA, so it's kind of be interesting to see how he handles it once he gets settled in there again. Hopefully he's not too much delayed because of having hamate surgery to repair that hand, and he'll be able to get a good run at the season. I do like that this list encourages us not to forget about Gabriel Arias, Juan Brito, and you know, Kenzie Noel. These are guys who have a lot of potential to be valuable major league players, and they're on the Guardians. So I, I think that 
you know, there seems to be a consensus top bit to the Guardian system. Um, and you can see it show up in these kind of lists. And it's exciting to think about them. I don't know how you exactly get around certain things that we have expectations of that uh, other evaluators don't. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those things. I look at Zip's projections for the 2022, 2023, 2024 Guardians, and Zips doesn't necessarily believe that Stephen Kwan can manage in 120 WRC+. Plus, and obviously is looking at his batting average and balls in play and saying, hey, you can't continue to do that. Zips is skeptical about Valera a lot more now than it used to be, only thinking that he's going to be around a 112 to 115 WRC plus guy. And not super impressed with Rokio. Can the Guardian system overcome those things? Zips also isn't super impressed with the Guardian's pitching as what it's seen so far, which I think is something that projection systems tend to need more proof of, longevity. Uh, I've noticed that Steamer and Zips both don't really buy into huge changes in walk and strikeout rate from one season to another, and that's probably because of past experience. But the Guardians do seem to be able to help guys maintain better control. So MLB Pipeline also had a list. They had Espino at 16th, uh, Gavin Williams at 42nd, Valera at 51st, Bo Naylor at 64th, Tanner Bybee at 65th, Brian Rocchio at 75th, and Chase DeLauder, the Guardians' number one draft pick, at 82nd, which was pretty high for a guy who hasn't played any professional ball yet. So again, those were good ones to see. No Logan Allen showing up there, which kind of, maybe fits a little bit more with what a lot of Guardians fans think. But that's, uh, you can see those top six players, the, the Espino, Williams, Valera, Bo Naylor, Bybee, and Rocchio. Those guys are definitely your consensus top six. And then Logan Allen certainly shows up uh, with some guys who have a lot of respect out there. Now, as we think about this and what it means for the Guardians, it's important to remember that we're not going to see uh, some of these guys unless injuries happen in 2023 or unless there really needs to be a push for the division. Obviously, if there needs to be a push for the division, then you can see somebody brought up who they might have preferred to have down there for another year. And I hope that's the case. You know, I really hope that the Guardians are uh, going to do whatever it takes to get your... Um, you know, to get guys where they need to be to be able to win the division and go for a World Series. And these guys can definitely be a part of that. So uh, we also had a list from Keith Law at The Athletic, and I just want to make sure that I can share that with you as we talk about all these prospects and where they rank with everything. Um, I know that as I was reading through Law's evaluations, um, we had... Uh, some good some good thoughts on Guardians prospects. He's always a guy who doesn't go off other prospect lists, so that's kind of good to see and, you know, that he's trying to be as objective as possible. Uh, he had Rokio at 22nd, so he was way higher on Rokio than these other lists. Valera at 27th, again, higher on Valera than these other lists, and you love to see that. Uh, this is in top 100 in baseball, of course. Number 33 on his list was Daniel Espino. Number 36, Tanner Bybee. So he was super high on Bybee and believes in the changes that happened there. 
42nd was Gavin Williams, and 55th was Bo Naylor. So that ends up being six. Those six guys all showed up in the top 60 of Keith Law's top 100 list, and that's a big deal. In fact, that was probably the most positive list for the Guardian system out of all the lists that were released. Now, Law will release lists for each organization individually, so we'll get to see how he ranks the rest of the Guardian's prospects, which will be helpful and and give us some news about the team. Uh, He had some great things to say about the players, you know, and and about their potential. Again, some worries about Bo's defense and how that looks and seeing him develop. But super high on Rokia and what he's capable of, thinks he can maybe tap into some more power and doesn't have huge concerns about Valera and his swing and miss. Pointed out that he's had good zone control over his minor league career. Uh, so I think that all these are very positive lists, and they're good things for the Guardians, and these are players that we should be following throughout the season in the minor leagues and expecting them to come up and help the team. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.